for the thousands in attendance. Get ready. And the millions watching around the world. For the best debate show in sports. What up, those sports and entertainment with Marcus Conley and Gabe Finefter. Hello, everyone out there in listener land. We just crossed a video with a thousand views today. We appreciate every single one of you. It's a celebration. We're here. We're not really queer, but get used to it. It's the What Up Doe Sports and Entertainment Podcast. I'm Gabriel Fenefta, your host for the evening. My moderate. Hold on a sec. Things have changed a little for your listening audience. The Mr. Marcus Santa Claus Conley has taken a leave of absence for the next two weeks for um, personal reasons. Sitting across from me is our pr- lovely producer, Benjamin Augusta. And for those of you who uh, remember a little, me and him had a little show back in the day for our tens of fans out there who listened. Taking this a trip is, down memory lane. This is for the old heads out here. <laughs> the, old, the day one. The day ones. Wood Sports. That's who right. are down with us from 2019. The first episode, do you know, Gabriel? The first episode we published was January 2nd, 2019. Oh, my God. And it was you and I. And actually, it wasn't sports. It was a lot different than sports. Uh, let's put it this way. We'd probably be canceled by now yeah, if we kept can, going on that Cancel direction. culture would really, whew, we, we stopped right in the near end of that. Thank the Lord above. But Marcus, yes, is taking a leave of absence for personal reasons. It will be me and Benjamin. Yes, uh, Marcus made some uh, insensitive comments <laughs> to the Jewish community, and we felt... It was necessary at one of those sports and entertainment that uh, he take a leave of absence. Wait, hold uh, on. Isn't, isn't this a Miles? Oh, oh, wait. Oh, 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 wait. oh not, not Marcus. Mark, not Marcus. The Miles Leonard. Come, oh, come on man. now. Jesus. No, but uh, real talk. No, Marcus is busy. He's a businessman. You know what I'm saying? You know Goodness. how those Asians do in Madison Heights, slinging that cash <laughs> and foe like it ain't nobody's that business. Cash and foe. But, anyways. Are you ready to get into... It's a phenomenal sport. It's a phenomenal... It's a great show sheet. It's going to be fun for those, of you who are go- for those of you who are worried about how much we talk. Oh, my God, are these next two episodes going to be the greatest thing you've ever heard in your entire life? <laughs> Ex- exactly. <laughs> uh, College basketball march ooh. madness is right around the corner. Getting me harder than Alaskan drill bit in February. The ball, oh! The ball is tipped. Oh! Uh, Skinny Luther Vandross. But anyways, Fat Luther. before we go into topic one, I did want Gabe to maybe comment <laughs> on the uh, Myers-Leonard Myers controversy. Um, if you guys didn't, rem- didn't hear this story, this came out uh, about last night, two nights ago. I would say, yeah, about a day and a half ago. So anyways, uh, Miami Heat Center, Myers-Leonard... Uh, Acknowledged uttering an anti-Semitic slur while streaming. The big one. The big (laughs) one. The big K. The big K. And we're not talking Kmart. No, or Kellogg. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So he was streaming Monday night. Uh, he's a big streamer on Twitch and all that. You know how you know how a lot of athletes are on the video games and stuff. Yeah, he won't be anymore. Anyways, um, he uh, went on a tirade i guess during one of his streams and you could hear him saying effing cowards 
Don't effing snipe at me, you effing K word. B word. B word. <laughs> so, because we do have a uh, Jewish constituent on our program, I was wondering if Gabe wanted to comment on that real quick before let, we get to the topics. Let me get my yarmulke on real quick. Myers Leonard, you scumbag. As a full Ashkenazi Jew who has ties to the Holocaust, how dare you? The owner of the Miami Heat, Jewish. Adam Ooh. Silver, Jewish. Is he? Adam Silver? <laughs> oh, man. David Stern was Jewish too. It's buddy. Buddy, 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 buddy. There's a few lines in Hollywood or business you don't cross. And number one of them, you can ask Mel Gibson. Don't mess with the Jews. Oh, we cut him. <laughs> get him up out of here. Riley Cooper can get cut for saying some things at a country music concert. Now, can yeah, but we? Did, didn't uh, he stay in the league, Riley Cooper? I don't think so. Did he? Did, did I he, thought did, he had did the Eagles cut him. Did no, Eagles, no. Oh, he had a couple. Oh, of yeah, yeah, He went into the locker room, had the big apology. Uh, what's his name everybody... from Oregon? Ryan Kelly, Brian Kelly, uh, Kelly, some, something. Yeah, he Brian was, Kelly, Brian head Kelly, co former head coach of Oregon. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was a little, uh, a little, you know, suspect with the whole. They, they, a lot of players thought he was like racist or, or stuff like that. So, well, he, he, I, he to me, he's just a Bill O'Brien. He just sucks with yeah. management yeah, and that uh, too player uh, development and managing that's that that's the problem but, but anyways but myers you know we've all played call of duty you know some things get said not that i understand but you know things get said we've all said some crazy stuff but dude know your position know what you're doing and don't mess with the jews when it comes to working with business in miami in Oof. florida you're saying bad Man. things about i mean you could get away with this in north dakota you can get away with this in wyoming or whatever you're Miami, where all the rich retirees are? Oh, buddy, 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 buddy. Oh, guy, buddy. Marcus is going to Do come you, down here and tell you where, where you can't get your Cubans no more. I'll tell you that much. Well, I'm assuming you're not a, a Miami Heat fan anymore. I, 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 we we got to see what they do. You, you know, okay. You know, you know, Allen Iverson's still better than the best player to ever play for their franchise. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Here's my question. Do you think he will be cut? No, I don't think so. No. I think he'll get a good fine and maybe a suspension, but nah, they're not going to cut him. Okay. It's still a business at the end of the day. I don't Does he do that much production for he's the hurt, He's hurt, but I mean, he was. I mean, he's whatever. He's like a 12 and 12 guy. Yeah. Good role player. Scumbag. Anti-Semite, but good role player. Uh, that'll be an interesting story to watch. <laughs> but anyways, let's get into the real debating. All right, so we have a jam-packed show for you. Lot, lot, and lot, we're gonna start not with college basketball, but oh. with some NFL draft talk. Ba-da-bum, ba-da-bum, bum, so, bum. That was pretty who good. should the Lions draft in the first three rounds? Of course, most fans in Detroit media are speculating and debating what quarterback the Lions will select at number seven. Mm-hmm. But what if Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, and Trey Lance all get taken before seven? Highly plausible. By the way, I saw a mock draft on CBS today while I was researching. All of them gone? All of them were gone. Wow. Before seven. Wow. Lawrence, one. 
Wilson, two. I think they had Trey Lance going to Atlanta. To Atlanta or something, but I gotta but anyways. If the nightmare scenario, quote unquote, <laughs> did come to fruition, what player should Brad Holmes take then? The Lions have a litany of needs besides quarterback, Foy. namely a DN, D tackle, wide receiver, and linebacker, with considerable needs at safety and corner as well. Facts. So the question is simple. If you were Brad Holmes and you could not select a quarterback, okay? <laughs> you want to talk about quarterback? Go to 97.1. The ticket. We have original topics on this show. Which players would you select with the Lions' first three picks, which are seventh overall, mm-hmm. 41st, that's a second round, and 72nd, that's a third round? So I, I, I did both third round picks, I, that is, is what my mock was. So I have the, the 72nd and the 88th from the Rams. Okay. Yeah. Did we? We still have the second round pick, mm-hmm. right? Okay, mm-hmm. so, okay. All right, I guess we'll let... Okay, whatever. <laughs> so you have two three-round picks I, and I, a first. I have a first, a second, and okay. two third-rounders. Okay, okay. Anyways, the question range is saying, who should you pick up if you're the Lions besides a quarterback? Correct. Early on, if the quarterbacks are taken, which they most likely will, like and it. let's cut the crap, Mac Jones is not a franchise quarterback. Ugh. That's a that's commentary for a different day. It's not going to happen. But anyways, which players would you select? We will start with Gabriel. Oh, we will. We're going to go back and forth. Okay. Give me your first and I'll get mine. Beautiful. I was going to ask you. So, obviously, no quarterbacks. You, you, the defense needs a lot. We, 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 we need to build this D from the ground up after the rocket scientist who knows defense so well butchered everything. You need to get the quarterback of the defense. Jared Davis is not doing it. Who's the Hawaiian guy? Tua Taya to Tavola. Jelani Tavai. Jelani Tavai. Terrible. It, Terrible. What the Terrible. smart? The one of the Awful. worst picks of all. Smartest Terrible. man in the room written all over it. Oh, I got a gem yeah. in Hawaii. Shut up. You need to redo that. I believe defense starts at the linebacker core and works its way out. That's what I believe. Yeah. You need the quarterback of the defense, and so. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State. The number one linebacker in the draft. Absolutely. Consensus All-American out of the Nittany Lions before of their Pennsylvania whole, State before Universe. Before their whole little shower for you, go. Linebacker U was what this place was named. And remember Jared Davis early on. What was your take? What was your ja- <laughs> what was your take on Jared Davis when we first got him? What was your biggest thing? He's too what? Too small. Too damn small. 6'1", 230, 240. Micah Parsons, six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds. Holla. Plug and play immediately. He's gonna be the captain of your defense, running all over the place. Big physical guy who's only going to get bigger. Very instinctual. Knows six, the game. Three, Big two, fella. Two forty four. Six three. I saw six four. Uh, okay. Whatever. Either way. Whatever. With helmets and cleats. Six four. Six four. Two fifty. Two forty five. 
Guy's a vacuum cleaner. Six forced fumbles last year. He's got a nose for the ball. Big guy, big physical, strong, very instinctual out of linebacker, out of Penn State, which is a proven place where you can get good linebackers. He Did Did he play? No. He did not play this year. He didn't play so in So he opted out. He opted out. He opted out. He opted out of 2020. According to, yeah, so his 29 season, 2019 season stats, five sacks, fourth forced fumble. Four, not six. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's the consensus. I've seen him anywhere going as high as five. Same. In the draft. Same. So Consensus top 10 best. I think the best defensive player in this draft. Plug and play. We're not trying. We're not going for the Super Bowl right now. We are going with players that you can develop. Who can you get? Who is going to be really good in three years? Who is going to be shining in two, three years, showing that potential? You're not going for the sexy slam. Devont, shut up with your Devontae Smith talk and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a six foot. I want a guy built like me, literally, literally six foot one, one eighty. I'm ten pounds away from that. To to go run over the middle against against Bobby Wagner. Okay, yeah, great. You ever seen Avengers when they all just turned to dust? That's what would happen. Poof. So you go on with the best defensive player in the draft. Micah Parsons. Now, many people will say, Gabriel, oh, a linebacker in the top 10. Is that a value position? Absolutely. Because he's the best player he's in the, the draft. the best defensive player in the draft. And it's not close in your mind. Correct. And you I say. believe linebacker is a neat. It's not a luxury pick. You need. Look at, look at who won the Super Bowl. Devin White was number eighth overall, I believe seventh overall, the yeah. linebacker out of uh, LSU. LSU at Tampa Bay. 140 tackles this year. Holla. Love. Holla. Come on now. Absolutely. They are not luxury picks. You need the linebackers. Levante David, also Tampa Bay, just signed a two-year extension. Linebackers. Holla. Come on now. Absolutely. Micah Parsons. Captain of this defense. It's a great pick. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about going for that. Ooh. However, I felt like I wanted to switch to a more valuable position, oh, a position uh, that, to me, is more important. Uh, left tackle. Here we go. No. <laughs> I think, I, to be honest, I, in, in all groups, position groups, I think the Lions' best position group is their O-line. I can agree. I, I think Frank Ragnow's good. I think Taylor Deckard's a solid left solid. tackle. Not good, not bad, solid. I think Jonah Jackson can prove something. Out of I think, oh, oh, Ohio State, Ohio State. Uh, yes, out of Ohio State. Uh, I think Terrell Crosby, I think, can still show something at right tackle. And um, I think we are pretty good. And then Strensburg, that uh, guy from Kentucky. The kid out of Kentucky yeah. from last year. I think we picked him up in the fourth third, round. Third or fourth. Third yeah. or forward. Anyways, I think we're pretty much good. It's an average O line. Obviously, you always need to draft linemen. Yeah, it's never a it's like bad. Corner. It's like corners. Yeah, you can't have enough of them. But to me, D line, I think is the most important position group in the defensive side of the ball. You can argue it. Yeah. Anyways, ironically, with the seventh overall oh. pick, the Detroit Lions will take Quiddy Pay, 
Quitting? Shut up. You're serious? Defensive lineman. Wow. Out of the University of Michigan. You are kidding me. It's a little bit of a reach it's down. A, it's, it's a reach. He is ranked 12th overall yeah. in the draft, according to CBS. I've seen him go as high as 9 to Carolina, I believe. But uh, look at the, listen to the little blurb that I saw on CBS. Please, because I watched every snap. Pay top the list as the best athlete for Bruce Feldman of the Athletic. The edge defender ran a 4.57 40-yard dash and a 6.37 cone drill. Second best on the team. And recorded a 34-inch vertical. I didn't know he was an athlete like that. The only thing left for Pay to prove is whether he could translate all that explosive power into production. After a a six-and-a-half sack junior campaign, he kicked off his senior campaign with the best performance of any 2021 prospect by PFF standards. He had two stacks and a quarterback hurry while showcasing good hand usage and a more technical pass rush. More performance like that will continue to raise his stock. This was uh, published in November, so during the season. He did come off to a great start in the season. I'm, I won't lie to you. How big is this fella? 6'4". Okay. 272. Woo! And he can run like that? With a 4.5740. And I understand, guys, there are a lot of 40 whores out there. Oh, yeah. 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 The 40 whores. Or, or, or as Gabe says, 40 queens. Size queens. Big size queens. Big size queens. There's... there's Size queens and there's 40 yeah, queens as I, well. I hate size I queens. I understand, guys. 40 isn't everything. You're David Clowney. It's um, 40. 40. But when you're that athletic with a 34 inch vertical and you weigh 272, he's a big fella. We're talking T D tackle, by the way. DT. He always came off the edge. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. No, he's, okay. a, he's an edge guy. He's an edge guy. I, will, I apologize. I will tell you, though, this guy, but, when he hits you, he brings the lo- This dude will knock your... Bl- I watched every snap he ever played in Michigan. That dude will knock your freaking head off. He's a thumper. But here's my thing. How many Michigan players on the defensive side of the ball are going to be pro bowlers before we start realizing... They transition well into the NFL. Yeah. Guys, say what you want about Jim Harbaugh. Trust me, we're the biggest critics of him on this oh, show. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm a but Michigan guy. How many times do we have to see Rashawn Gary? He's, tra- he's doing better than I thought he would. Devin Bush. Ooh, before he got hurt. Jabril Peppers is doing well. Jabril Peppers improving. How many more Michigan guys? Uh, Jordan, does, do- Jordan Lewis in Dallas. Do the Steelers have to pick up? For real. Chase Winovich in New England. These guys, whatever it is, they transition well into the pro. And maybe it's because of Harbaugh's pro-style offense. I don't know. Might be. You got to give Greg, uh, not Greg, uh, Don Brown credit for the defense. Maybe it's the strength and conditioning program. But Michigan produces good pros. Very. So it is a reach. A little. But I will take a reach for the most important position in football over a wide receiver. I understand that completely. That's a buck 80 yeah. any day of the week. Like, like, like Gabe and I said, we're building foundational Correct. pieces. Correct. We're rebuilding people. Correct. We're rebuilding. And that is good, though. Trey Flowers on one end, him on the other end. I do like how that looks. Well, uh, Trey, Trey Flowers couldn't push a freaking wheelbarrow <laughs> anymore. What, what do you think I'm not his ceiling is? What do you think his ceiling is? 
With that athleticism? Yeah, who would you compare him to? I, I'm not really good at the comps. Uh, I would have to see more a film. More tape, okay. I would have to see more film. But 6'4", 272 with a 4.75. Well, we're talking Miles Garrett territory. I was going to say, it sounds very but close, too. I'm not going to blow my load. Oh, it, but listen, it's a, still a great pick. If he if he turns into what a Carlos Dunlap guy who can get you t- ten to twelve sacks a season, yeah. is that bad? No, you're not going to take that. Exactly. And here's the thing, guys. Take that every day. Would you be willing to trade down in the first round? If it me, if you trade down, get more picks, and then you get quitty pay. I would love that. How about this? You trade down to twelve. Oh, and you can st- for. An extra third rounder. Extra third rounder this year? I would love that. And you still snag Micah Parsons. Oh, don't get me hard. Stop it. You stop it right now. Not (laughs) Not on this program. Not on this program. Outside if he goes outside the top ten, oh my God. That'd be insane. That'd be absolutely insane. Anyways. Round two. You're going to like this one. Mr. Fenefta. Oh love this one. Oh, now you're teasing. So like you said, defensive line. Like we're building. I, I'm liking the building, de- building, we're building. Hammering the defense. Hammer the defense. Like I what said earlier, got? you start from the interior and work your way out. We're plugging up the middle. You have your Pro Bowl caliber linebacker smack dab in the middle. Now you got to get the guy with the oomph right in the middle of that defense. You need a DT. You need the best freaking D, in my opinion. The best D lineman in this draft with the 41st pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select Christian Bearmore, defensive tackle out of Alabama. Let me tell you something. Guy won defensive MVP in the national title game. Two sacks, a forced fumble, a QB hit was all over the place. Six, five, three, ten. Lord Holla. have mercy. And he don't look... He moves like, like my comparison is like, I, I don't even know what. He's such a big physical presence on the inside. You're going to need two people to block this kid no matter what. Micah Parsons now is running freely. He is in responsibility now as guard to guard, not tackle to tackle. You're not running the ball on this defense now. You plug two. Now you have two plug and play players immediately. And when you turn the film on this guy, he pops. There's a video. I think I might have actually screen recorded it just to show you at this moment. Uh, I did. I did indeed. So I want you to see the abuse he does to this poor guard. Hold on. What's his name again? Uh, Christian Bearmore. Bearmore. Oh, silence, silence. So watch the abuse he puts on this poor guard. You'll see when they, you'll see when they, uh, they'll circle him and you'll see. Oh, pancake. On just throws him, throws him him into the back. It like he's nothing. Plowed him like a John Deere in Des Moines. Exactly. That was my thoughts. Exactly. I was going to say just that you have two. Plug and play players immediately. This kid's ceiling. Yeah. You have two of some of the players with the highest ceilings you could find right now. These can be two Pro Bowl caliber players. I see a lot because there's not a lot 
Uh, nowadays, you want to go undersized, it seems, for the D-tackle position. Everyone wants the Aaron Donald build, the short, compact guy who can get under people. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I want this guy's like an Eric Armstead with height, but he's got those short, compact arms like an Aaron 311. Donald. 311. Big fella. 6'5, 311. But he's not, he's not a sloppy three. He's he's athletic built. You see him run on he's running down he, running backs. He's not like a Vince Wilford. No, no, he's not like a Vince Wilford. Like I say, he's like an Eric Armstead. He's like that kind of build. N- I think this kid is going to be a stud. He might have a higher ceiling than Micah Parsons. He's got, he's such a stud. Well, just watch the tape. There he pops go. up. Now, what was he projected? I saw this, most of my mock drafts right around this area, low 30s to mid So second round. Second rounder. Second rounder. Right. There's not a lot. Not many. You don't want to spend a first round on a DT. He's not a QB guy. He's kind of a mix of both. He's a good run stopper, good pass rusher. All right. I think he can develop, though, into a great pass rusher. All right. Now my pick. <laughs> We're sticking with the D-line, oh. baby. Hammer it. Hammer it. Foundation. Foundational piece. Like some good concrete at Home Depot. Some spackle. Throw some spackle on that boy. <laughs> with the 41st pick. The Detroit Lions select Gregory Rousseau, Jr., out of Miami. Okay. He did opt out last year. I was going to say. Let me read a little blurb. A little, I love your blurbs. If you will. Please. If Rousseau had not opted out of the season, it would have been hazardous for ACC quarterbacks to have to face a pass rush featuring oh my him and Quincy Roche. There's only one season to evaluate for the 2019 ACC Defensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, wow. But that year was highly productive. He racked up 15 and a half sacks, 19 and a half tackles for loss, and two fours for Holla. Now, I'm teasing you right now, but you know how I'm going <laughs> to lift it up? <laughs> I'm going to lift it up. At 6'7". Whoa! 265. Woo! <laughs> he has the length and build. Listen, he's only talking about a size difference queen. maker in the NFL. Ooh-wee. The small sample size will be a concern, but all the tools are there. I thought I got my nipples hard with a six foot five DT. You're throwing a six foot seven edge rusher at me. So, because he was not playing last year, he opted out because of COVID. Right. And he only has one year of production, which is creepy. It's a little which scary. Is, which little scary. is a little scary. Yeah. He doesn't have that many miles on him. Correct. And I think he's a potential steal in the second six, round. 6'7", 260. 6'7", 260. That's a big fella. Edge, 15 and a half sacks. That ain't no joke. That ain't, that's a lot. That's it's, a lot. There's only 12 games in college football. That's a lot of production. So... He was projected 36th, early second. Okay. But, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be mad if the Lions traded up to get him early in the second round. I think he's that. With that size, that production, I think you have a potential steal right there. In a 6'7 frame at only 260, it sounds like he could put on weight. Yeah. It sounds like he could put on quite a few pounds. He could put on some weight. But um, I think that's a great 
great value. I love pick that. At I love that. So you're getting back to back edge rushers. Back to back. I, I guys, I oh offense, offense. <laughs> back to that sucking noises. I will say this. It doesn't matter if your defense is trash. Ask Aaron Rodgers. That's fair. That's what all I'm saying. Like people always, oh, bro. defense still matters. Obviously, I know the old cliche defense, defense wins. wins championships, but you still need to have a good defense. Always, it's just, it's just facts. <laughs> uh, the Bucks were tremendous this playoff run with their defense. Smoked everybody. Shut down the Chiefs. Devin White, you know his hands were like freaking gorilla glue, picking up everybody those picks. Oh my god. So, anyways. <laughs> What do we got for round three, Gabriel? We're going to keep hammering this defense. 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 All the 19-year-old lion slappies. Oh, my God. What about Jamar Chase? The people. Devontae Smith. Would you have blown your load if I said, what's his name, the tight end from, from Florida? Uh, half of me wanted to. I would have walked off the set. Half you would have said Kyle Pitts. I, I would have walked off I the know. set. I had a coworker who's like, man, look at the tape. I go, let me tell you something. If we pick a tight end in the top 10 again, I'm going to hang myself and I'm going to film it. <laughs> I, I love Kyle Pitts. You turn he's on the tape. Stud. He's a stud. I do not. No. What? No. A tight end. No, 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 yeah. no. But anywho, we're going to keep hammering this defense. There's so many needs on the defensive line. Our defense is trash. Our defense is trash. You need a I would argue it's the worst defense in the league. You can argue it. Even more so than the Jets. So, With the 72nd pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, your Detroit Lions select Radarius Williams, the brother of Greedy Williams, the corner at, uh, at Cleveland. Also plays corner, six feet, 200 pounds. Good length. I read a lot of scouting reports on him. Knows how to use his length well. Not just a lean guy, knows he has long arms. Knows how to use them effectively. P- uh, PFS, Pro uh, Football Focus, ranked him fourth best corner in the country for passes 25 yards or more. Kid knows how to play the deep ball phenomenally. The reason he falls in the draft, rich corner, Really rich corner draft in those middle rounds. One, two, tends to get, tends to rely a lot more on his physical tools and will mess the plays a little bit. Will jump a lot of balls trying to get some picks and leave, you know, plays to be, you know, 20 yard plays to 40 for that reason, which is why he does it a little bit much. But you get a kid who's six feet tall, got NFL blood in him. Again, you're going to put someone on the opposite side of a damn, I always forget his name. Uh, Okora. You're going to put Okuda. Some, Okuda, sorry. Going to put someone on the opposite side of Okuda. Then you can learn a little. I think he'll struggle. But again, we are building a foundation. Okuda, one side. You think he works out. You get this kid, Williams, on the other side. Tall, long corner with good ball skills down the field. Build with that. You have the middle of your defense solid now, and you have your outside solid for the future, which is why we're doing this. Most of the mocks I saw have him going right here. Early 70s, late in the 70 pick range Early is what all the mocks I saw. I think it'd be a great pick. It's a piece of neat. It's a neat. It's, it's a safe pick. Tall, lengthy corner, r- ranked PFF top four in a certain category. Boom. What school he go to? My bad. Oh, brother. yeah. I didn't, uh, Oklahoma, I didn't even notice. Oklahoma State. Okay. 
Big 12 guy. Cowboy. Little, little, but but listen, if you're going to be ranked top four with passes 25 yards down the field, you're in the Big 12, you're doing something right. All they do is sling it. Yeah. Another great pick. Defense. And guess what? Oh, yeah. We're going to finish this segment. With all defense, baby. All defense, baby. Mike Ditka can't handle this topic. If you had to choose between a hurricane and Ditka, who are you going to go with? Is the hurricane named Ditka? Oh, it is. Oh, I got to go with Hurricane Ditka there, Bob. Speaking of the Crimson Tide. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. At 72nd overall, the Detroit Lions. Your Detroit Lions. Get a steal in linebacker Dylan Moses. Dylan, I like the last name. I like the last name. The kind of name that'll part the Red Sea <laughs> and split. And offensive lines. Exactly. <laughs> 6'2", 235, senior, Alabama. Little small. Little small. Which is what I'm guessing why but he's in the six third two. round. 6'2, not terrible. And some injury concerns. Okay. However, it would be a steal if he works out to his full potential. You know what I'm saying? Which I think, we see there's a lot of college football players who are injury prone early and then they, you know, they readjust, you know, the stuff like that. There's 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 people who they're Third round grade, they're lower grade because they deserve to be there because their athleticism isn't quite there yeah. and their skill set. Yeah. Then there's people who have first round talent, right? But because of injuries, off the field issues, yada, they yada. are down. Yeah. I think this is another player, especially coming out of Alabama, proving ground. Your champions. Oh yeah. Um, I think he has potential to be, you know, a steal in the third round. Anyways. My little blurb. An exceptional athlete with speed to play sideline to sideline, which i that's what I need. Fast. After, after watching Jelani Tavai run a 5.256 with uh, slower than a freaking grandma and a Buick LeBaron. If I can outrun him. Moses led Alabama in tackles in 2018 before missing 2019 with a knee injury. Mm. He has shown no ill effects in his return. Hey. Again, leading in stops and adding an interception and a sack to demonstrate disruptive ability. It would be good for Moses to put more pass coverage success on tape before the season is over. Uh, obviously, this is, was in November of 2020. Um, but he has speed. He's a linebacker with speed. He's 6'2". He's from Alabama. I mean, <laughs> kind of real, real and, writings on the wall. Am I going right to lie there. to you guys? Was I watching two hours of his film? No. But you give me a guy that has lateral quickness in the third round, 6'2", some size, and was on a championship roster, which I think adds a lot of value. It should. To it me, should. and I know people are like, it doesn't matter. Of course it does. It does matter. 100% it matters. Because, you know, Deshaun Watson... These people who won in college, there's something about these kids. They know they know what they're doing. How to ball out. They know how to perform in clutch situations. The big lights have been on them. They've been to the big stage and they perform. I agree. So that to me adds value. I agree. If Deshaun Watson was at Tulane, 
would be a second round, third round pick. Yeah. <laughs> you know we would. And he wouldn't have been facing NFL defense in college. Absolutely as well. not. So I, I know I know you didn't do the second third rounder, but I did and I love this pick. Can 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 I can I go for it? You can. Okay, beautiful. Wait, I'll make it quick. Oh, are we gonna finish out with D? We are not. Oh we are not. So guys, turn the turn the show back on. We got a sexy one coming at you. Hey, wake up, wake up, goddammit. With the eighty eighth pick in the two thousand twenty one NFL draft, your Detroit Lions select Wide receiver Nico Collins out of the University of Michigan, baby. Listen, yes, I'm a homer. Yes, I love watching him play, but also hear me out. Six foot four, 220 pounds. Deep threat killer. Building a foundation. How about this? Didn't drop a ball in his career. Is that real? Didn't drop a single ball. He wasn't a receptions guy, so don't think he's going over the middle making these short routes. All right. But as far as jump balls go, strong hands. He's a grown man already. Just big, physical, 6'4", 220 pounds. We just lost Kenny G. This can be your next deep threat guy. We also, uh, Terrell Williams and John Rutt, they're two small, speedy guys. You get a big guy on the outside. I know we're not trying to win-win. You still want to be competitive. Opens up the offense quite a bit. We're going to be run heavy. You know what's great to be run heavy? A big physical wide receiver on the outside that's going to block you, and you need to worry about going yep. downfield. Not yes, the, uh, not the fastest. He's not the fastest guy. He's not going to burn you. Did he Reminds run at me, his pro day or anything like I'm, that? That or? I'm not sure. Okay. I didn't. I didn't do that much. He reminds me a lot. Rest in peace of a Vincent Jackson. Rest in peace to Vincent Jackson. Uh, actually, recently just passed away. That was a sad story. It was a sad, very sad story. But not the fastest guy, you know. Not you know nothing like that. But a physical, big, strong-handed, strong-bodied wide receiver that's just gonna go get it. You, you if the Lions do this exact draft, I, I I think Brad Holmes is gonna have to bring me on. I think he's gonna have to. Well, why why, why would he not? This, this is the best way you could draft. This is the best possible outcome. You get Nico Collins in the third round. I, six four two twenty four. I will. I will be honest with you. I'm the first guy to talk crap about Michigan, but I was impressed with Nico Collins. He was a killer for the first time in a long time. I was impressed with a Michigan wide receiver. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He uh, opted out of 2020 because of because of COVID. But in 2019. He looked very Baller. good. Baller. Two touchdowns against Ohio State. So, and the four in the third round. Third round, you get a six foot four, yeah. 220 pound wide receiver out of Michigan. Yeah. Out of a productive Big Ten school. Come and, on. and another thing, you know, DK Metcalf got so much crap for being a big wide receiver that didn't have the he complete can only run an X route. Tree. He can only run a Y route. Uh, uh. Now look at him. He's the next Megatron. Yeah. Look, he's not. He's not. He's not. But he's a top 10 receiver in this league. He's damn good. Damn good. Oh, yeah. Top 10 and receiver in this And people league. were acting like he was a big project. And mm -hmm. he's a thousand yard receiver. Workout warrior, all that crap. Bro. Second second year, he's a freaking, you know. Him and A.J. Brown were on the bowler. same Ole Miss team. How did they not do anything? I, that, that That's amazing to me. But anyways, let's move on. All right, topic two. 
Now to some NCAA talk, Gabriel. As you all know, conference tournament week is here. With games being played today, by the way, Big Ten tournament starts today. They're not taking it away from us this year, baby. We got March. We got March. Thank God. Thank you, God. Meaning we will have some madness before the real madness. You bet your ass we will. With dozens of great games going on throughout the week, unlike most years, there doesn't seem to be one dominant team in each of the Power Five conferences. So these tournaments will definitely be a toss-up as to who comes out on top. So the question is simple. Who do you think will win each Power Five conference tournament plus the Big East? Uh, we will call it the Sexy Six. Ooh. And give me a reason why. Do you think a lower seed could win the whole thing and punch their ticket to the dance? Now, of course, we will start with Gabriel, and we will start with the conference everybody cares about in the Midwest, <laughs> the Big Ten. You got to stay in Big Ten country. God, is this what SEC fans feel like? Uh when uh, in football season, because my God, is this the best conference in college basketball? Boy, let me tell you. So this is going to be this is going to be like March Madness before March Madness as far as the Big Ten tourney, just because there's so I know we've heard it for this entire year, but there are so many good teams and those legitimately legitimately six Maybe even seven teams you could say legitimately could win this tournament. By the way, Gabriel, we oh have a game tipping off literally in one oh, minute. Would you look at there? Minnesota and Northwestern. I can't. Uh, the first. Uh, is it over yet? 630 Big Ten Network. So you guys will be hearing this obviously after that game. Yeah, because that'll make a huge difference. Uh, I'm, I'm not uh, picking Maryland or uh, Northwestern to win. Okay. Oh, no, not Maryland. Sorry, Minnesota or Northwestern okay. uh, to 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 win. Can I just say for the audience that doesn't know, please, for how the Big Ten tournament is stacked, the first four seeds guys have two buys. Yes. So the first four seeds: Michigan, obviously number one; Illinois, two; Iowa, three; and Purdue, four. Okay. They will not play till Friday. Okay. Obviously, Wednesday are the lowest seeds today with Penn State, Northwestern, Minnesota, and Nebraska squaring off. Okay. Obviously, Thursday will be the uh, next round uh, where Michigan State will play Maryland, eight versus nine. Ohio State will play the winner of Minnesota Northwestern. Correct. Indiana will face off against Rutgers tomorrow at 6.30 on Big Ten Network. And Wisconsin, who's the sixth seed, will play the winner of Nebraska-Penn State, which will be on after Minnesota-Northwestern. So <laughs> it's just interesting how the conference tournaments are set up with two buys and stuff like that. Um, I love so it. So that has to be taken into consideration. I love it. When you're figuring out who will win. Now, Gabe, I don't really need you to go through every game. I know. I know. Uh, who do you think will win, and who do you think may surprise some people? So, 
again, the Big Ten is just so open, really, from the one to, I would say, the seven seed in Rutgers. Even the nine seed, people could say Michigan State could make some noise. Everybody um, beat up on each other this a- year. Everyone whooped on each other, for real. For real. We whooped on, yeah, everyone whooped on each other. Uh, expect, I think, uh, so I do believe Illinois will get past Rutgers. I also believe Rutgers will get past Indiana, but I think that'll be a slobber knocker. Watch out for the Scarlet Knights. I think they're going to be a very competitive team. In they're a this. tournament they're, team. They're a tournament team. I think they're going to, if it wasn't against Illinois, I might pick the upset, but I really, really love this Illinois team. Um, obviously, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of shakeup here. I could see a Purdue over Ohio State. Uh, I know I know Purdue's rated higher, but still a mini upset as far as the media wise goes. Uh, but I have Michigan uh, facing off with Illinois in the Big Ten tournament final, and this might surprise a lot of people. I'm gonna go with the Fighting Illini to win the Big Ten tourney. I I know I know I I, I know I'm gonna bl- blasphemery. I'm a diehard Michigan guy, but I just believe. They're getting their best player back. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. It's very African, uh, and I'm, I don't want to butcher it, so my respect to you, kind sir. Uh, but they, I think they're hotter right now. Yeah, please look it up because I, I want you to uh, – you're, you're better with the names. But they're, uh, they're playing without this gentleman. He broke his nose. Ayo Dasanmu. Thank you, Ayo Dasanmu. Playing without him, their star player. They're getting hot at the right time. I think whenever you lose one of your good players and then you continue to play well, you gel without him. I think that may, it's so much better that way. I think really, you, I think when you add this guy, it doesn't you, mess up the chemistry. I don't think so. I think I think the way it'll work. I think he's gonna mix right back in. I think there's gonna be a better dynamic there. I think they're just a little bit hotter, and Michigan just. I think just maybe they have their like 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 what happened with Michigan State. I think they maybe got their eyes set. On, on getting to March Madness and, you know, who really cares? We're going to be a one seed in the tourney anyway. I think Illinois is a little bit more to fight for. I think it'll be a slobber knocker, but I think uh, the fighting, the fighting Illini are your 2021 Big Ten tourney champs. Champs, don't get it twisted when it comes to the real brackets. Who will they now. play in the final? Michigan? Michigan. Okay. Michigan. I would say don't be surprised at Purdue to make some noise in this one. I really, I think that Ohio State matchup is no joke. I think Purdue can make some. Don't be surprised if it's a Purdue-Michigan uh, game coming up on that championship weekend. All right. Well, you stole my thunder because I do <gasps> oh have my goodness. the fighting Illini winning the Big Ten. Unbelievable. Mainly because they are motivated. Very. Because they have been, they got a little chip on their shoulder. With the uh, the way the Big Ten was determined this year, with Michigan not playing twenty conference games, so I think the, I think Illinois and their coach, who has been on that bandwagon and who has been using that as fuel, will get a fire lit up on their ass. Yep. And Illinois wants to make a statement, and they're playing like it too. And they're, they're playing, playing like they're it. playing like they got a fire. Tenacious defense, played tenacious defense against Michigan. So I think they're going to tear through the Big Ten tournament, and um, Iowa may give them some trouble, but Illinois is a better team. Obviously, Luca Garza, Same. one of the best players in the nation, but I think Illinois is a way better team overall. I agree. Um. I guess the shocking part about the Big Ten tournament, 
is I don't think Michigan wins a game. <laughs> okay, calm down. You're joking, right? I'm dead serious. You I don't think, 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 I think, think Jawan, I don't think A, Eli Brooks is probably not going to be playing in this tournament. I didn't bring that into consideration. That is huge. That is That's huge. huge. And Senior. I will go further. Senior. If Eli Brooks is not 100% for the big dance, the true NCAA tournament, if he is not 100% by the second round, it's going to be tough. Michigan can kiss the natty goodbye. 100%. I agree with you. I think they would be lucky. Not lucky. They would get to the Sweet 16, and from there it would be, it'd be dicey. But hopefully it's just a low Do you spray. know what I heard today? What'd you hear? Mr. Eli Brooks had the best plus minus in the Big Ten. It's him without the ball. He's just so shifty without the rock. He's just constantly He's moving. a leader. And moreover, he's a senior. Se- senior leadership. And that, to me, is huge in tournament time. It's huge in March. Um, I think Michigan is a different ball club without Eli Brooks. And they I, are. And I think Illinois, Illinois has something to prove, and I think they will. So the real... Big Ten champions. Hey. Illinois will be hosting the trophy. Come on, Sunday. I'm just kidding. Come on. Big Ten. Uh, Michigan definitely deserved it. Obviously, Damn right. Jawan Howard, Scumbag. congrats to being a Big Ten Coach of the Year. Well deserved. Um, if he's considered National Coach of the Year, I would. Uh, he deserves it. Yeah, he does. So let's move on. Let's go to. The most disappointing Oh, conference. my God. Like a white woman in the sack. <laughs> the ACC. All hype, but nothing really matters Goodness when you get gracious. down to the nitty gritty. Talk about a snooze fest. You take the bra off, and it's all downhill from there, gentlemen. It's a push-up bra? What the hell? <laughs> so, the ACC... I will go through the seeding. Virginia's the number one seed, Florida State two, Virginia Tech three, and F- Georgia Tech is four. Now, here's this question. This is a ESPN stats and info. When was the last time neither Duke nor North Carolina was at least a four seed in the ACC tournament? 1968. <laughs> and I'd believe it. <laughs> Anyways, Syracuse is eighth. NC State is ninth. Uh, my bad. I apologize. My ugh. Uh, Clemson's fifth. Ah. UNC is sixth. Louisville is seventh. Syracuse is eighth. NC State is ninth. Duke tenth. A tenth, tenth. seed. Tenth. Not not in the tournament. No. Which the would, ACC would be a, tournament. If they were a 10 seed in March Madness, you'd be like, Duke? A 10 seed? Sure. What? They're not getting in this year. I don't think so. I don't think so. Neither is Kentucky. Neither is North Carolina. It's weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, man. So they will be playing. They played yesterday. Yep. Against Boston College. They won. They did win. So today... Syracuse and NC State will be squaring off. Clemson and who won against Pitt in Miami? I have no idea. Okay. Miami. All right. Uh, Duke will be playing Louisville right now, actually. And North Carolina will be playing 
Uh, whoever won against Notre Dame and Wake Forest. Beautiful. At 9 p.m. So, Gabe, who do you think is going to come on on top of the ACC tourney? Well, it's going to be such captivating um, basketball. I don't know how I'm going to be able to take my eyes off of it after watching uh, Big Ten basketball. But I guess I will do my best. Uh, goodness gracious, I lost it. There it is. So, again, very disappointing. None of these teams, I believe, will make any noise in the tournament, I think the you don't best, think Florida State. Mm-mm. I think Sweet Sixteen at best you'll get from from one or two of these teams. I don't think you're gonna see much. Virginia, yeah, they're they're not the Virginia of old. You're the Virginia that lost to the 16th seed. <laughs> don't think we forget. Um, but I, they won it all. They did. They won the next ago. year. That's true. That's true. Uh, I'm gonna go with consistency, like you mentioned. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna go with Florida State to to take it. I think they've been the most consistent team. Granted, in not that great of a uh, of an ACC, but I think they've shown the most consistency with their play. At one point, they were, I believe, a top four team ranked. I believe they're right now in the top ten. Uh, I think I think it's pretty safe, to- and I think they'll win it actually relatively easily. I don't think there's really. Any, I think relatively easily. I don't think there's going to be much competition for them. Florida State right now is fifteenth in the nation. Fifteenth, fifteenth. Uh, fifteen and five record. Yeah, little slump near the end, but Virginia. Yeah, is seventeen and six, but they're actually ranked lower nationally. They are right behind at sixteen. But for some reason, but because yeah. of conference record, they're rated higher in uh. Uh, in the in, in the conference, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'll go with FSU. I think they've been far more consistent, and I think that's what's gonna carry them. I mean, that's really all it can go for in this freaking. My God, usually every year the ACC, this would be some captivating basketball we got going on right here, but this year just nothing. Yeah, I mean, if Duke was a little bit better, just a smidge, and UNC was a little bit better, I would actually. I could see myself saying, watch out, Coach K in March. Just based on rallying right. the boys around. Yeah. You know, coaching, uh, more than any other sport to me, college basketball coaching matters the most. I agree. I, I would argue. I agree completely. And um, the Blue Devils are 9-9 nine and nine in conference and 12-11 and 11 overall. <laughs> UNC is a little bit better at 16-9, and 10-6 and six in conference. But I just don't see it. I, don't I think see it. I think Florida State and Virginia uh, are the best teams, and they've shown it all season. I think uh, give me Virginia. Oh, okay. Give me the, give me the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers. And we're not talking Cleveland, baby. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the Big Twelve. The surprisingly the big 12. good Big Twelve surprisingly good. I believe, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The nine. Big 12. Kankles and hay, baby. Kankles, you can get nine. The m- Plains of Big 12 basketball. You could probably get nine March uh, bracket teams out of here. Maybe the Big t- 12, surprisingly. Surprisingly competitive. One of the strongest, I would argue, the second, second strongest. 100% after the Big 10. After the Big 10. Of course, when I printed this crap out, they don't give the times. They only give the dates of who's playing. Um, TCU, Kansas State tonight, along with Oklahoma, Iowa State. So, oh, they do give the season, my bad. Baylor's obviously number one. Kansas, mm-hmm. uh, number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas, uh, number three. 
West Virginia, four. Oklahoma State, five. Texas Tech, six. Oklahoma, seven. TCU, eight. Kansas State, nine. Iowa State, ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gabriel? Yes, sir. Who wins? Any surprises this tournament? We could get some. So this is going to be pretty open, actually. You could see an Oklahoma State with Cape Cunningham, who's probably going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. You could see them go on a tear. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if they won the tur- won the Big 12 tourney. By the way, Pistons fans, projected number one overall pick. Watch some Cade Cunningham this, games. He could this be. Year he could be rocking in the Motor could, City. He could be in the Motor City Blue. Oh yeah, this summer. If God, if God hears my prayers directly, he will be. Uh, because a six foot six, six foot seven ball handler, but like physical. Oh, ah, oh, he's he's a killer. I could see them taking over. I've been big on West Virginia all year. Been big on them all year. Tenth overall ranked Killers. nationally. Bob Huggins knows what he's doing. That man's been coaching Just forever. A great coach. Knows what he's doing forever. And like you said, it's won by coaches. Won by coaches. Again, you can go back and forth. West Virginia's got it. Baylor's obviously been phenomenal. Texas is coming right, on stop, strong stop, near the stop, end. Stop, stop the crap. I know who you're going to pick. Who do you know I'm going to pick? Well, it's about coaches, right? And the best coach in the Big 12 is Bill Self, Rock Chuck Jayhawk. They're winning the Big 12 tourney. They're hot. They're coming up from the ashes, baby. Who, they beat Baylor. They can beat the top teams. Don't forget, they were rated one when the season started. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Bill Self is going to make you eat your gosh darn words, Benny J. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Let's go, Kansas. The biggest choke artist in the nation, Bill Self, will be in the final with his Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. And he will go against the Baylor Bears, uh-huh. who have been the outright best team in the I, Big 12 without question I, throughout the year. I think the best team in the country. But this time around, Baylor's got some revenge cooked up. Boo. And Bill Self up seven points. Oh, yeah. With five minutes remaining, is going to do a classic. Game. <laughs> Choke job because the Baylor Bears are going to win it all. I would usually give you crap for going shock. A sexy fashion. 10 0 run to finish the game. Oh, gosh. I'd be so Baylor Bears by four. Okay. I would usually give you crap for going shock, but Baylor, I can't argue. They've been the best team in the country. But Bill Self is going to make you eat your goddamn words. I can't wait. All right. Now, the sexiest conference <laughs> all year, the pick. <laughs> ben, the show, the show. Oh, my bad. Okay. Um, Jesus. What, what, what is it? The, 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 cha- the, the championship is going to be at 1 a.m. <laughs> on Monday morning, guys. So if you want to tune in for that one. Actually, they were nice enough. The the championship, I believe, Saturday is Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. So that's nice. They're gonna give them a trophy made out of Legos uh, for uh, this one. Actually, hold. On. Oh, this is all Pacific time. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
A lot of people obviously haven't watched Pac-12 basketball. You're not missing much. Um, Oregon is the number one seed. USC is two, Colorado three, UCLA four, and Oregon State five. I will say this. Uh, They were talking about um, teams that have a path to win the natty. Okay. And they said, we're going to give you eight teams. It was an article. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you eight teams. Um, with teams that have a likelihood to win the Natty, and here's why. The other seven were the top were, were top two seeds: Michigan, Gonzaga, Gonzaga Baylor, all yada, those. Yada, yada. The last choice mm-hmm. was Colorado, who is a third seed in the Pac-12 and a projected fifth seed in the NCAA. Did tournament. they say why? I would have to look it up, but for some reason, they said Colorado has a chance to win it all. Uh, so watch out. Who knows? The mighty buffaloes. The mighty buffaloes. Of the weed state may make a run, may make some noise, but we'll see. Anyways, Gabriel, who do you have winning? Uh, well, uh, my good sir, I've, I've seen, you know, I, I, I know you know that I'm a, just a diehard. Uh, Pac-12 basketball enthusiast. Nothing better than drinking a Marlboro Light. Uh, excuse <laughs> me. Smoking a Marlboro Light. There we drinking go. Drinking a Dos Equis. On, on a Tuesday at 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Watching nothing like Stanford it. and Cal go at it. <laughs> for the pride of California. On some sexy Pac-12 ball. Can't wait. Anyways. Uh, so it's very ironic. I mean, I'll, I'll keep this pretty... Uh, <laughs> not that sound like, oh, you know, I'm going to keep it short and sweet, guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I also really like Colorado. I they've been the standout in the Pac-12. They've legitimately been a good Okay, what's with club. the Colorado love? What... I got to I mean, have I, they beaten some big teams? I've just caught in glimpses, and I mean, they look pretty freaking good, man. I won't lie to you. Who's our best player? Uh, that's a darn good question. Okay, so they're ranked twenty third in the nation. Correct. They had a twenty and seven record, which is good. Good, good record. Um, they were only one game back of the Ducks. The Ducks had fourteen and four record. Colorado had fourteen and six in the conference. So you know, um. Let me look at their schedule real quick. Okay, their big wins. Um, not seeing any because it's the Pac-12. Um, because it's the Pac-12. <laughs> I will say this: they did put some whippings on USC, though, who is ranked nineteenth. Yeah, they won eighty to sixty-two against USC. So that's something to that's it's just an impressive win, and they beat USC earlier in the year, seventy-two to sixty-two. They smoked so they, them every they time smoked, they played them. They smoked and they beat Oregon. So they beat every big team. Yeah. In the Pac-12, Pac-12 isn't you know there's no runaways in the Pac-12. I'm trying to find that article you were like talking about. Like I said, Oregon about, I with can't. the best record at freaking. I just can't find that article, but yeah, I've you know the. Pac-12 games that I have been able to catch a small, tiny glimpse of. It has been Colorado that seems like they've been hanging around the top 15, top 10, top 25, more consistent, again, consistency, consistently 
more than the other schools there. I'm not big on the USC. I don't think UCLA has been good since Russell Westbrook was there. Uh, Oregon is whatever. The Bruins. <laughs> the Bruins. I think you got the Buffaloes, and I, I don't know about making. I would have to do some digging about them, but... I mean, I think they're going to get through this relatively easily also. I think this is going to be like uh, like the other squad I talked about. I think there's, I think it's going to be a Florida State. I think they're just going to really? go right through them. I don't think it's going to be very competitive for All them. Right. Well, you can watch the Colorado Buffaloes. Oh, yeah, in action. Just in for action you. tomorrow night as they play the winner of Stanford and Cal. Ooh. Ooh. That's 8.30 <sighs> Pacific. That was a real yawn. <laughs> that was an actual uh, yawn. Thank God fans aren't allowed for this one. And it's a, it's a three-hour time gap? Yeah, between okay. here and the West okay. Coast. Okay, so, uh, so uh, 12.30 in the morning. It's going to be amazing. You can watch Colorado go at it against the winner of Stanford and Cal. <sighs> so there you go. Staying up late for that one. All right. Um, I don't really know who's going to win. Whatever. Uh, I'll just say USC. Ah, Screw it. Mighty Trojans. The mighty, mighty Trojans. You know, my grade school's nickname was the Trojans. Oh, how about that? (laughs) The R. Shepard Trojans, baby. We were the Vikings. Hailing from Birmingham. But trust me, I I, I wasn't no rich kid. (laughs) My parents just sent me to private school. Anyways, (laughs) enough of that crap. SEC. The big SEC. Oh, baby. The pride of football. Not so much basketball. This year, they're not that bad, though. But this year, they have some interesting competition. Usually, it's Kentucky and, oh. They're not even going to make the tourney. Mr. John Calipari. Most overrated coach in college basketball. Yeah. I I don't want to. Yeah, that's another topic for a different day. But to be honest, I'm happy as hell that Kentucky is not in it. Same. It's just a freaking farm for the NBA. That's really all it is. That's all it is. They don't produce anything. They haven't won a national title since Anthony Davis. So actually, Alabama. Is this football? Obviously. Is this football? I was about to say, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Is this football? Alabama's we the best team We got Nick Saban on the court? Again? again? They're good at basketball, too? We got uh, my man Devontae Smith doing windmill dunks over here. What the hell is going on over here? So Alabama is the number one seed. They went 21-6. and I know. Is that like the best record ever for Alabama basketball? Probably. They're damn good. Anyways, uh, they are the number one seed, Arkansas. Arkansas. Who's ranked eighth in the nation. Coming up hot, son. Is twenty one and five. These Razorbacks are coming up hot. Uh, LSU was third. Like I said, my goodness, is this football? Is this the college play? Right. Anyways, uh, Tennessee is fourth. Yawning. Florida's fifth. Yada yada yada. The next. Yada um, yada yada. The next. First round is tonight. It's only one game. Uh, it is going on. I think right now on the SEC network at uh, yep six p.m. You so got Texas A and M versus Vandy. Ah uh, yes, the pride of Jay Cutler. <laughs> the Com- Commodores. Woo. Anyways, um, so who do you have winning the SEC tournament? Uh, I have been big on Bama the entire year, and I'm sticking with it. We're going shock. This is an easy one for me. We're going Bama, and I think they're going to make a ton of noise in the tourney, too. 
cons- again, you're sensing a theme here. Consistency. They have been a very consistent team. They've been the best team in the SEC this entire year. It's been no consensus. I believe that they're going to win this tourney. Arkansas and them is going to be a damn great game, especially if Arkansas keeps playing how they're playing. It's going to be a damn good game. Uh, but I think I got Bama taking the SEC crown in both football and basketball. Who is it a good time to be a Crimson Tide it fan? Sh- it should be noted that uh, Alabama did lose to Arkansas. They did. The last time they played, 81-66. to 66. Smoke job. Arkansas put the hammer on them. Smoke job. That's what started off their run that they've gone on. But yeah, so, I got Bama. You got Bama? Roll tie, baby. Well, I'm going with the alma mater of Mr. Darren McFadden. Ah, the Razorbacks. The Razorbacks. Arkansas has been pretty crappy at football for a long time. Basketball, too. Their fans need something. You know, the uh, they won the Natty in basketball in the 90s. Do you know that? No. Arkansas won the national championship in 94, I believe. Are you kidding me? I, you can look it up right now. That's I, amazing. 1994 <laughs> National Championship Basketball. Do, 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 do. Don't tell me. Arkansas versus Duke. And Arkansas, and Arkansas won. won? The 1994 NCAA tournament ended with Arkansas winning its first national championships. The Razorbacks beat Duke 76-72. to What a final. barn burner. Wow. Shout out to the Razorbacks. A Coach K Duke. Yeah. In the prime. That was right after the Grand Hill days. I was going to say, who was on that Arkansas team? That's one of those great random That's like the stats. NC State, right. Yeah. Um, Arkansas. So anyways, yeah. That's I will go with the Razorbacks winning it. You know, if, I, they, if they, they blew out Alabama last time they played, I think they could do it again. Uh, give me Arkansas. I gotta see this roster. So, anyways, while Gabe's looking that oh, up, Corliss Williamson, future sixth man of the year for your Detroit Pistons, Ooh, was wait. on that squad. What y'all know? Holla, holla, son! Oh, that's sick. They didn't need anybody else other than that. No, no wonder they won the Natty. All right, last tournament. Uh, this this topic has gone long. Uh, Big East. Um, is that printed? I did not print the Big East tournament. Uh, I apologize, Gabriel. Oh. Do you even want to go over it or no? Nah. Do you have so a big, it, okay, it, whatever. It, it's right. We did the Power Five. We, we, Anyways. We, we did the Sexy Six, the Power Five, whatever. Let's move on. Speaking of uh, some down south SEC talent, Dak Prescott finally gets his deal. <laughs> Gabe, you're going to look at me or you're going to keep on looking at that phone? <laughs> that damn that phone. That damn phone. These kids nowadays. I know. Can't pay attention for five minutes. Can't pay attention for five seconds. Okay. So after over a year of speculation, it's finally over. Yeah. Dak Prescott, Dakota Prescott, and the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys have agreed to a deal, and it ain't cheap. The four-year, $160 million contract is the second highest in the NFL currently, only behind Pat Mahomes' with a record $66 million signing bonus. Good God. The deal will pay Prescott an average of $42 million 
in the first three years. In five years, the Cowboy quarterback has accrued a 42-27 and 27 record mm-hmm. with 17,364 passing yards to go along with 106 touchdown passes and 40 interceptions. Numbers are there. So we're not going to say how much a black man should or shouldn't make on Wood Sports. Network. Never that. Never. Never that. Get your money, Black King. Get your money, Black King. We promote, we support black business. That's right. Even if they don't support us. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but brunch will be great. We will ask how much pressure should be put on deck for the Cowboys to succeed in the next four years. Remember, this contract is four years long. What kind of numbers does he have to put up for you to think the deal was worth it? Gabriel? Sir. I know that wasn't the original question we had in I love the prep. It. I love it. I think it was, this is a sexier I question. I love it. Well, he's going to need to put up top five numbers. For this to be worth it, how much pressure is on him? He's coming off of his ankle facing the other direction, and now you're giving him the biggest guarantee money in college, in college, in NFL history, and you're going to expect that he plays like it. The pressure is on. The team is just getting worse. O-line getting worse. Zeke, now what he used to be. It's a lot that's going to be on him to sling the rock. And I got to tell you, the fortunes for the Dallas Cowboys and this never-ending land of going six and ten to nine and seven—it's going to be exactly the same for the next four years. <gasps> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that much. Have fun going eight and eight again, nine and seven again. Coming up to those, who's going to win the NFC East final game? All Cowboys got to do is what the hell? It's going to accident waiting to happen. The old cliches are true. Nothing is going to change. You still, you still need an O-line. You're still paying your running back who can't go over 1,000 yards anymore, I think $30 million a year? Yeah. Amari oh Cooper's God. inconsistent. Your defense is mid-level. What are you? Uh, I would say bottom 10. Bottom 10. What? Bottom Either 10. way. You heard Michael Irving's ridiculous rhetoric last night saying that Dak Prescott is their Tom Brady. He has the leader. I swear to Christ. He said that. He's, he, verbatim. He has the leadership skills of a Tom Brady. These I, Cowboys okay. fans are so stupid. It's truly amazing. It's truly amazing. Nothing's going to change. They're going to stick with seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. Dak will put up like 4,400, 4,500 yards. It'll be good. It, I mean, I don't know. For the thing about quarterback guaranteed money, every year, the next guy gets the highest guarantee contract. And then the next year and the next year and the next. Remember when Matthew Stafford got this? Everyone's like, oh, my God. How could Jimmy you do that? G, Five years Russell later. Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, Carson Wentz. We've done it all, Kirk guys. Cousins. Kirk Cousins had Come the highest on. contract. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. It's 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 ridiculous because because in five years this Dak Prescott contract is going to look mid level. It's going to look especially with the cap. Going yeah, especially up with that. the cap going up. So don't don't give me all that. That they're going to be exactly where they have been. Nothing is changing. 
nothing at all. I'm not a Dak guy. I'm not a cowboy guy. They think all the you hear the Skip Baylesses of the world. You want to talk about sucking? Oh my God, <laughs> Jerry Jones. <laughs> oh, our fortunes are <laughs> nothing. Ain't nothing gonna change, Cowboy Nation. Sorry, no, you're going to continue to be smack dab in the middle of just we almost freaking did it. Yeah. Um, to answer the original question posed, how much pressure should be on Dak for the Cowboys to succeed? I think, unlike Gabe, I think a tremendous amount of pressure. A ton, a ton. A tremendous amount uh, should be put on Dak. Now you got your money. Everybody's been clamoring for you in the media. Here you go. And look, enjoy it. I'm not one of those people. Oh, no, no. I, athletes, get your money. Get your I'm, I'm pro player over ownership. Always, always. Every day. I'm a man of the people, baby. People's podcast. This is, this is the man of the people. That's right. That's what up, right. Though? What up, though, was a term of endearment in that's, Detroit. That's right. For you guys who don't know. Okay. For your Floridians out there in Hollywood, Florida. It should be a tremendous amount of pressure because now you don't have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Now you have to start being a big boy. Yep. Time to put on your big boy pants. Time to go win some playoffs. Zeke isn't going to save you with a 1,600-yard season (sighs) and, you know, 30 carries a game, nope. 25 carries a game. Nope, you're it's not, not happening. You're not going to have a top five O-line in the league anymore. You have one of the, I would argue, one of the best receiving cores in the league. With uh, CeeDee Lamb, With Amari CeeDee Cooper. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. Michael, yeah. Who I, people, oh, Michael Gallup You've been on the is Michael one Gallup of the train. best two, number two receivers in this league. You've been on that train for a minute. I understand. The Cowboys O-line needs some work. Needs some work. It's not the same O-line of 2016. No. However, it's still formidable. They still got pieces. Still got Tyron Smith on the left tackle spot. So, while their defense does need work, Dak has pressure on him. Oh, yeah. It's time to win, buddy boy. Mm-hmm. Playoffs. These nine win seasons are unacceptable, especially in the NFC least. The least. The least. Do you know the Washington football team is not getting a name this year? They're going to wait till 2022? Oh, my God. They're going to be the Washington football team again. One of the starting quarterbacks has a leg that looks like my freaking vodka a la pasta. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. He's not there anymore, though. They're going to go. Tyler Higby, I think that's his name. Yeah, he might be the starter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he had that baby. one big game against, who was it? The Eagles? Yeah, and Chase Young vouched or for him. Or the Giants or whatever. Chase Young vouched whatever. for him. Whatever. It's one of the worst coverages. So it, it, it it's big pressures on, buddy. It, it's time to perform. Have to go win so playoff num- games. So as far as numbers is concerned, you better be putting up Russell Wilson numbers. Yeah. Top five. You better be putting up Russell Wilson Top numbers. Top five numbers. I'm talking 4,000 yards. Minimum. Min- minimum. With thirty plus no touchdowns. more no more picks than eight. Thirty plus touchdowns. Thirty plus touchdowns, mm-hmm. less than eight picks, mm-hmm. and four thousand yards. And four thousand yards. That's elite territory. That's what you're getting paid for. So there's no excuses now. No excuses. At all. And uh, here's a question for you: Do you think Jerry Jones will live to see another <laughs> Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl? Is that my camera? 
No. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I don't know. How many years do you think he has left? How old is Number he? Number one. Uh, he's in his 80s. I mean, what the human anatomy, you know, ballpark anywhere between 5 to 15. I believe the average lifespan of a male in the U.S. is 76. Roughly. Yeah, so he's 10 years overdue. Roughly. Yeah. Give or take. So what do, what do you think he has? What, six years left? Well, I think six, six. Six or seven good years yeah. left, but I don't think he's going to see it. I don't even think they'll win the NFC East. Yeah. I think the Giants will win the NFC East. Yeah. Um. My last question. Is Dak Prescott a top 10 quarterback in this league? Top 10. I say, yeah, number 10. I think he's right. Because before he did break his ankle, he was leading the league. So we got Russ. Yeah, we got Russ. Just we'll rattle it off real quick. We got Russ. Brady. Brady, Mahomes, Rodgers. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm blanking. You're going to put Big Ben over him? Yes. Big okay. Ben, obviously. I'd put Ryan Tannehill over him. You'd put Ryan Tannehill. The years okay. he's been having, yes. Josh Allen? Yes. Would you put Kyler Murray? Yes. I'd also put Baker Mayfield. Really? Yeah, I'd put Baker Mayfield ahead of Dak. And I think we could put Dak right behind Baker. At 10. Yeah, right at 10. Baker's had playoff experience. He won a playoff game. Is Drew Brees coming back, by the way? I don't think so. I've seen videos of him so. running up a hill and uh, he can run up Baton Rouge and all this. It's his arm with I his son about. and whatever. It's his arm I care about. He can run all over the place. He can't throw a football more uh, than twenty five. Actually, yards. you know who I'd put above Mr. Dak Prescott? Who? Justin Herbert. Oh, 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 Joe Burrow too. Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna put Joe Burrow. I'm a Joe Burrow guy. Uh, I'm not gonna put Joe Burrow. He didn't prove it. Justin Herbert towards ACL. The, I understand that, but I'm still not gonna. With that in mind, yeah, I'm not gonna put that. That's fair. So to me, he's out of the top ten. I don't know if I'd put Baker ahead of him though. You can maybe. Although I'm it. not a Baker hater like Colin Cowherd is. I think he. God, he hates that kid. Oh my God, God he hates that freaking kid. Well, what was that? He saw a UFO. I he saw like, the meme. I think he slept with his daughter without had a condom on had or something. To have, had oh, to have. my goodness. Well, what'd you see? Did you see Baker Mayfield saw a UFO? Did you see like the meme of Colin? It's like, uh, like Baker saw a UFO. I don't remember Tom Brady, Russell Westbrook, or Peyton Manning ever going through UFO sightings. I don't want my quarterbacks looking at UFOs. That's not my kind of guy. He's a backwards hat guy. I don't want backwards hat guys. <laughs> oh, by the way, we forgot Deshaun Watson. What the hell? Oh, what the hell are we thinking? He's not in the top 10 now, clearly. No, he's outside looking in. Top 15. Top 12. Yeah. Matt Stafford. No, I have to see what he does. Okay. I have to see what he does in LA with a phenomenal wide receiver core. All right. All right. We will move on. We got some fun for y'all. In the spirit of March Madness, uh, being that we are... You, you, you know, we, 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 we like to keep it fun. We, we, we debate, we do this, we do that. But there's certain aspects in sports that get overlooked a little bit that I think are just so great and so much fun that's not talked about enough. And the number one thing about that that we love on this show is uniforms. And I believe it was CBS, could have been ESPN, one of the larger sports outlets, put out uh, brackets, March Madness style for the best uniforms. They did alternate unis, homes, aways, and the one that caught my eye, the one that we all care about, throwbacks. 
So we have taken, we did our own list. Benny J came up with the list all by himself, came up with this one. And I got to tell you guys, I don't really know if you can argue uh, the way we have this list set up. Now, obviously, we have some that didn't make the list that are some honorable uh, honorable mentions prior to us naming. Uh, we, I mean, obviously, we're not going to do 64 freaking team. We're going to be here we, all week. We chose Eight yeah. classic throwback NFL unis. The rule was it had to be older than 2010. And for people who were like, that's not truly a throwback. Most of the uniforms are from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. We have one uniform in the 2000s. Correct. Um, we only chose eight because we didn't want to be here forever. Uh, but like Gabe said, we do have some honorable mentions. Yes. Gabe... Can you give some of the honorable Ooh, mentions? So for me, my biggest one that's not on this list would be the Patriot Pat, the red Patriot uniform with Patriot Pat on the white helmet. Classic NFL, clean NFL. You can't go wrong with it. I love when they break them out every uh, every Thanksgiving. Another good honorable mention, the AFC, AFL Bills unis, the all whites with the red buffalo on the side of the helmet. Love, love, love those. Um, my God, the, uh, they're not throwbacks. They wore them early in the 2000s and has kept them up, but the Ravens all blacks are just so damn sexy. Oh, oh, they're sexy. By the way, I will be posting the picture when I release this clip of the uniforms while we're talking about them. Ah, beautiful. But if you are listening with us, you can go on, and this is what I used, Gabriel, to uh, fill out this list. Gridiron slash uniforms.com. Okay. So it's gridiron with the small dash uniforms.com. They have literally the entire database of every NFL uniform since 1920. Wow. So it's a great tool. Um, So if you guys can't remember the uniform, don't know what we're talking about, I will be describing it in detail. But go on. GridironUniforms.com. If you're a uniform junkie like we are, well, we are. It is fun. It's very fun. I love talking uniforms. I think they're. I think the uniforms make the team a lot of times. You gotta have a great uniform to be respected. So before we get into the eight uniforms in the tournament, uh, I will give my honorable mentions. Yes. Um, obviously the Raiders classic black can't go wrong with the silver and black. Blacks. They did not make the top eight. You know, what's a good Raiders one is when they had the silver uniforms, the white ones with the white socks and the silver letters, the silver the AFLs, lettering. Yes. Those are hot. I don't know what year that was. 70s, 70s, okay. 70s, AFL days. Um, Gabe, I will, I also will mention the old school. New Orleans Saints. Ah, with the gold letters. The gold letters with the white pants and the black uniform. I call them the Archie Manning bitches. <laughs> the, the Archie Manning bitches. Um, <laughs> for sure. Those, and I'm trying to think. I also, I'm a huge Charger slappy. Um, while there is a Chargers uniform in the list. We'd be remiss to not put one. I, uh... Always found the early 2000s, the Ladanian Tomlinson Navy uniform with the white pants, with the Navy helmets, not yeah. the white. When they went to the white, ugh, 
The, the navy. navy helmet with the white bolt. Yeah. When they had you the like white that. bolt on the pants. You like those. And the white, I just love it, with the yellow accents. Just the right amount of yellow. <laughs> just the right amount of yellow. I'm trying to think of any other ones. The Cardinals had some classic uniforms. I think the Cardinals classic 90s had some great uniforms. If you Obviously, we were talking mm, about Emmett a pre-show. The Emmett Smith boys with the classic bright Cardinal red. They can do so much with that. Very traditional. Team. Very, I guess you could say plain, but boy, works. That, that red and white works. Just you can't straight go up wrong works. With, with the with the white cleats. Ooh, clean, simple. Just straight up works. Yeah. So those are great. Now let's get. I think to, you did so well. Oh, I oh I forgot. Oh, this one would have been ninth if if there was if there was like a top ten. All right, here we go. Here we go. The two th- actually they wore it for a long time. The nineteen eighty Seattle Seahawks. Eighty Seattle. The blue classic royal blue. Yes, with the green with ex- the silver the pants. silver helmets. The silver pants. Oh, with the blue face mask. With the blue face mask. Oh yes, and the classic. Seahawks. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That was when Seattle had a good uniform. Gabe and I disagree. I like with the ones the they current have I like the ones Seattle other Seahawks than, other than the, other, I think they're ugly. Other than the lime Gabe green. Gabe likes crap. the navy. I don't like the lime green. They're all navies, I think, are tough. Uh, but yes, let me see if I can throw that up. The Steve Largent boys. The Steve Largents, yes. Yeah, that was back when they were playing in a dome. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Those were definitely on my. Yeah, those are mean. Those are mean. Classic. Those are mean. Classic. The white numbers. Yeah. Classic. Those are mean. Dallas, take note. This is how you use navy and silver. <laughs> oh, I went with it. I went yeah. with it, he says. Um, so, yeah. Ooh-wee. Now it's time to get to. Which I, but I think eight. you really did nail the top eight. I really don't think you can argue. Really? I really do. I really do. You wouldn't replace any no, of them. No, I maybe, maybe, maybe. The New England boys? I do love the Patriot Pat. If you could make the case to replace the eighth seed with uh with that Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, but classic you could, Seattle. but you but base just I don't know. But you could you oh. could stick with oh, this. Oh, how how could I forget? We were talking about this pre-show. One of my favorite uniforms that Gabe hates is the classic Tampa Bay Creamsicles. Oh, God. The 1976 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Terrible. With Bucko Bruce. The gay pirate. The gay pirate. Looking fabulous. Very fabulous. Very fabulous. I'm telling you, he has has lashes. If you look at that logo. Oh, my God. That would make most women. Yes. Embarrassed. He's biting that that sword with that biting smile. Biting that dagger. With Don't get me sexy, started. Don't get me started. With the wink. Oh with my the, goodness. Oh, they're terrible. I don't care what you say. They're terrible. No team looks tough in creamsicle, and they're called freaking creamsicle for God's sakes. I don't know why. Oh, he- that wink too. Oh sh. <laughs> Gonna make this table move a little bit. My goodness. In another life, maybe. In another life, maybe. Uh, okay. Why can't I be so blessed? Okay. <laughs> let's move on. All right. Now let's get to the actual yes. top eight. The greatest 
uniforms in NFL This will settle it. At number eight, we will count it down correctly. Yes. The 1981 to 1996 Cincinnati Bengals home uniform. The Icky Woods. This is the Anthony Munoz. By the way, he is the uh, recent Hall of Famer. Yes, he is, and very well deserving. One of the best O-linemen in all of pro football. He is the picture I used. The orange socks. Uh, If you remember the great Boomer Esiason. Yep, he was a quarterback. Wore these. If you guys don't know, it's the classic black jersey. Mm Mm-hmm. With, obviously, the classic Bengals helmet that everybody knows, and they still have. With the bangle stripe shoulder pads. And that's it. On the top. I don't know why they went with the side stripes. No side crap. That's terrible. That ruins the ruined uniform. It, ruined it. Ruined it. Just the orange, the black stripes with the orange overlay on the top of the shoulders. Mm. Classic block numbering. Mm. And white pants, and this is the best part. Mm, is that tiger stripe on the side? The tiger Ooh. stripe on the side of the Ooh. pants. It's a thick orange bangle stripe. It's mean on the side that just adds it's mean. the perfect touch. It's mean. They are the eighth seed. Obviously, you will be seeing if you are watching. Yes, yes. The seven. Uh, we we can go back and forth. So the seventh seed. 1976 to 94 Rams joints. These are the Eric Dickerson babies. These are the ones that they throw back to nowadays and everyone loves your classic blue Rams, the baby blue, like the true blue Rams with the yellow helmet, with the yellow, the strong yellow Ram logo, the yellow numbers. I love though that what they, on the yellow pants, they got the blue stripe, but they got the white right in there to break it up with the white number, with the white nameplate on the back. Always thought that was sexy. When you're running in these, they scream L.A. They scream. These are the L.A. Ram joints back as they were playing in the Coliseum at USC, selling it out. Eric Dickerson rushing for the most yards ever. Holla at your boy. And I will say... um, they tried to go back to the color scheme th- uh, last year when they changed it. And you know why it doesn't work? It's like electric blue. The blue is too yeah, bright. Too bright a blue. What makes matte, these, matte blue. It's a dark blue mm. that complements the yellow. The yellow pops. Perfect. Yellow pops. Too much, too much brightness. Yeah. When you got the bright royal blue. Yeah, and the they, bright like, yellow and the bright white. That was their home jerseys. Yeah. I remember Todd Gurley wearing those all the time. They didn't look good. They didn't look good. It looked like a peewee football Should've team. Should have stuck with these yes. forever. Forever. And that's what you got to realize. When you have a bright color. You got to contrast. Yeah. You can't just go bright on bright. My man knows. Oh, I got. Th- come on, baby. Come on, baby. So number six, Ooh. which I think is a sleeper in this tournament. Oh, it should be. It should be. I'm going to tell you guys one of my favorite uniforms. One of mine as well. The 1985 to 95 Philadelphia Eagles home. The, Rand- the Randall Cunningham joints. Now, for all of you older gentlemen who actually, you know, have some history with the NFL, you will know that the Eagles didn't always have that weird-ass green. It's an odd green-blue. This was back when they had the classic green a nice 
classic forest green. Reggie White wore these. The Reggie White boys, yes, sir. Like Gabe said, Randall Cunningham yes. wore these. And what makes this uniform so great? Obviously, the classic eagle, the eagle decal the e- oh, yeah. oh, on the yeah. helmets, mean. which is one of the best decals. It's mean. so simple, but one of the best. The green was brighter on the helmet, obviously. With the silver wings. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. silver wings, not white, silver With the on the silver helmet. pants. And that's what, and I was yep. about to say again, yep. that's what makes the uniform. The silver pants. With Tough. that nice green. Tough. You know what I Classy. like the most? It's that little eagle with the football on the shoulder. I love, I think it's touch. such a nice accent. I think it just, ah, just missing something. Boom. There with, we go. With white socks, white cleats. Now, I will say this. I am a sucker for white cleats. So am I. So am I. They just look too good. They just look. They good. just look too good. I'm sorry. With the two green stripes on the side. Yeah, I know. It's mean. It's mean. Not too much. Not too little. Just right. The five seed, though. You want to talk about sleepers. Oh. You want to talk about This sleepers. is a sleeper for Gabriel. The 70. They never should have gone away from these. The 75. I don't know why. Always. The freaking Oilers. They never should have gone away from these powder blue joints with the white. You got the white. Hel- it's so classic. You got the socks that match with the jersey with the same red stripes, white pants, baby powder blue, and the white helmet. Watching Earl Campbell run over Brian Bosworth in these boys. Holla. Watching these boys battle. If not for those Steelers teams in the 70s, we'd probably be talking about the Oilers as one of the dynasties. They were one of those teams that were just, just not good enough to be elite, but they were... They they were like the Sacramento Kings of 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 the NFL. Just if not for the Lakers, yep. If just if not for the damn Steelers, but oh, are these these scream NFL to me? These scream it. I see these on my TV. I instantly think classic NFL. Instantly. And the the Oilers had these uniforms forever. Forever. But I chose a specific five year window. Um, 1975 to 1980. Yeah. Because in those years, it was a little bit of a lesser blue. Mm. It wasn't as vibrant. And a lot of people are like, but Ben, it would be better if it looked vibrant. For me, these were the best unis. Also because of the sock choice. Oh, they yeah. changed the socks starting... In the early '80s, sexy. But in the in the uh, I'm a from '75 to '80, it was simpler. I'm a sucker for when the socks have the same stripe as on the jersey. I'm just such a sucker yeah. for that. It's just look. It just looks so much more just uniformed. Oh, I love it. Exactly. So obviously the Houston Oilers have to be. You on got here. to. You got to. Speaking of got to at four, obviously. Uh, we'd be asked to leave if uh, <laughs> oh. Marcus ever found out. We had a throwback uniform tournament without the Miami Dolphins. I think he's going to be pissed they're only four. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Miami Dolphins are on the bracket. Yeah. But it is not their home. No, it's not their teals. It is their all-white. Which I believe is the better option. Away. These scream Miami. And for anybody who says all white uniforms are stupid, 
get out of here. You do not know class. No, you don't. If it slapped you in the face. Yes, agreed. This is clean. This is the cleanest uniform in NFL history. I, I would. I think Gabe's Just right. Clean. For it to be all white, and this, I the year I chose was seventy-seven to eighty-two. Now, obviously, they had the same all whites for a long time throughout mm-hmm. the eighties, throughout the Dan Marino era. Yep. You know the reason why I chose seventy-seven to eighty-two. As to be on here. Is it the teal face mask by chance? <laughs> the teal face mask for one. The belt. Why was I was thinking the same the thing? The belt is orange. The orange belt totally just it makes it. It makes it. I was thinking the same thing when I first Most looked at of that. the time they wore the teal belt. Mm. But for a couple of years they put Orange on it. It From works. Seventy-seven to eighty-two. It works. And I thought it was tremendous. <laughs> I thought it was tremendous. On top of the fact that they have the light, only four stripes on the high part of the socks, knee-high socks. It's mean. Teal and orange socks. It's so clean. It's white fun. cleats, of course. Of course. You wear, you, you wear black cleats with this uniform. No. Kill yourself. No, you you look, ruin the you uniform. You look like a schmuck. I hate when people do that. You get. You can't. So the top three in this bracket, I think, is just... I don't think you can dismiss this. I think these are the three best in NFL history. And I love, love that you showed as much love to these unis as I wanted you to. The 82-87 to Orange Crush Bronco Uni. I mean, this might be the best helmet in NFL history. Straight Straight up helmet. They never should have gone away from that big block D with the buck with the Bronco coming out. Oh, why they made it navy blue instead of true blue is beyond me. These are so vibrant. They just pop, 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 pop. The big orange stripe on the pants, the orange socks. The or- but you got the blue helmet that breaks it all up. This just screams John Elway killing the freaking Browns. Oh, That's all yeah. this screams to me. The and I'm not an Elway guy. You guys know that. But these, the orange crush unis, just on a cool November day in Denver, sun hitting you, that bright winter sun, and the- you just see it just pop. Oh, oh. It's the only team in NFL history to pull off orange really well, because they all try. The Bears, Browns, yeah, a lot of, people try lot of teams try to pull off orange, and it sucks. These actually worked, and they worked phenomenally. And it's yeah. the blue outline. It's for me, for me, really. It's the big orange stripe on the pants with the thick blue outline. Mm. Oh, mm. oh, yeah. some sexy joints. Yeah, Gabe's right. You're right, man. Uh, so many teams try the orange, the Bears, the Broncos now. They try to go back to it. First of all, whoever came up with the current Broncos uniform Kill yourself. should be hung high noon in Denver <laughs> in front of by everyone. John Elway himself. himself. Because that round lettering. It's, yeah, looks like something out of like an NFL ugly. Orange construction cone color with the with the stripes coming up. It's yeah, a travesty. It's a travesty. It's terrible. I did not mind the navy joints. The all navies. The all navies. They weren't terrible. in the nineties. They weren't terrible. Were not terrible. 
but they do not hold a can. Not no, they don't hold a match <laughs> to the Orange Crush. No, no, these though, these are your favorites. They are not my favorites. They're not. Okay, I thought these were. I don't want to play spoiler. Okay, but I will since you kind of already said. The next uniform is my favorite uniform of all time. I know. I know. And surprisingly, it's in an away uniform. Which is rare. You only have two out of the eight that are away jerseys. Yes. Out of the eight, Gabe's right, only two are away. Mm -hmm. But this uniform, I mean, (laughs) is one of the sexiest uniforms. It was only really in play. Three years tops. Three years. Yeah. Um, there was actually I looked it up. They had it longer, but there was slight variations of it. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. There was slight variations of it throughout the eighties, but it wasn't the same. They really only had it from about eighty to eighty nine. Um specifically 87 to 89 because of the shoulder pads, but I'll get to that. Ah. What uniform am I talking about? (laughs) The Atlanta Falcons away uniforms from 1987 to 1989. If you ever typed in Deion Sanders' rookie year. These are the ones. You will see him returning a ball. Yes, one of the best punt returns you've ever seen. With this very uniform. The white, the away uniform. What makes this uniform I can't stop looking at it. so great is the vibrant the use of the vibrant red. Bold red. Bold yeah, red. Bold red. With just enough black accents and the gorgeous. 80s silver pants. Yep. So for those who are listening, it's a white uniform with the classic 80s block lettering Big black in vibrant red with black outline. With a thin black outline and silver pants with a red stripe, two red stripes and a black stripe in the middle of those. And simple Red and white socks. With the red helmet, though, and the, the black face mask. The F- Atlanta Falcons red helmet, <laughs> I would argue, is the, one of the greatest helmets. Might be. In all of football. Might be. Not just NFL. College. Period. Period. Might be. Might be. I won't argue it. And just to, just to tease your balls a little bit more, <laughs> they add... The red belt. They do. Which just, it's the cherry on top. With the black falcon on the shoulder pads. It's the parsley on the It's the parsley. It's just for garnish purposes. Just to 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 make it look good. And of course, number one, I think we knew this was coming. Though he didn't go with the originals, he went with the throwbacks, which I, I think are better. I could go on a rant. Which I think are better. Oh, you agree with me? Yeah, with the okay. numbers on the side of the helmet. The 2002 to 06 alternate throwback powder blues for the San Diego Chargers. Obviously, the classic powder blue socks, powder blue jersey with the white pants, with the old school, the old Thunderbolt. Not the one that's curved, just the straight Thunderbolt. 
But what makes it for me, it's the numbers on the side of the house. Screams you like that. I love it. These were the classic powder blues for me when I thought classic powder blue. This okay, is what I good, thought of. good. This is what I think of. Here's the thing, guys. I looked back, trust me, at a ton of true classic powder blues back when they There's had a lot them. of them. If you guys remember, they actually had this. The San Diego Chargers actually warm as their homes in the 60s. 60s, 70s, and they went away in the 80s. No, I think even something. in the 70s they oh, went really? away. Oh, wow. Uh, 74, they already had the Royal Blues with the yellow joints, which is an honorable mention. If you want to look at the 1974 the to 1982. Ooh, yeah, bro. With the yellow face yellow mask. Yellow face mm-hmm. mask. More of a vibrant blue yep. jersey with the yellow. The Kellen Winslows. Yep. Yep. Those are nice. Chargers so, always had good unis. They originally wore the powder blues from 1966 to 1973. Here's the problem. The pants were yellow. Sucks. It's not the no, same. I, I agree. So when the Chargers brought them back, in 2002. With the white pants. With the white pants. Yep. This was the best version of them. I agree. I think these are better than the original, without question. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people are like, Ben, you could have done 2009 to 2004. Ah. Throwbacks. They changed the font. Aha. Uh-huh. Someone did some digging. <laughs> you Okay. You guys know the current Charger font. It's that thin. Yeah. Yes, that thin font. thin font. I yeah. hate that. You want the big numbers. I need the classic block lettering, which these have. Yes, I agree. Plus, these are a different blue than the current powder blues. The current powder blues are more of a UNC. It's like a baby these are blue. deeper. Yeah, it's like a baby blue. And that's what makes them. And that's what makes them. So that that's our is seating for our brackets. The seating. Four. The bracket. So, we've already uh, teased you enough. <laughs> Let's not go too far. Let's not take up too much time. Nah, Gabriel. we're not going to take too much time. I think this so, will be real good. So, first matchup is easy. It's the one versus eight seed. Chargers, Bengals. I think we both. Chargers, Bengals. Listen, Bengals, great. I love that you added on there, but I think we both are going shock on this one. I think you got to go powder, one of the, powder one, blues. One of the toughest eight seeds. Oh, I've ever seen George Mason of the of the eight seeds. God bless him. <laughs> yeah. God bless him. Put up a fighting chance, but just not it. Now, here's where things get real funky with the three seed being the orange crush and the six seed being your classic Kelly Green Eagles. I wanted to go with the upset, but I went shock on this one. I stuck with the orange crush. It's that damn helmet, man. Well, you're alone on that one. I know. I knew you're going to go with the Kelly Greens. There's something about those Eagles listen, uniforms, I, if, listen, and I, I love the orange crush. I went back and forth on this for a long time. It's the it's the helmet. It's the helmet for me that sticks it. It's just, God, is it so nice. To me, it's the pants. The silver pants, that's what makes the uni, though. I'm not yeah. going to be mad at you. So he went Eagles. I got or- the orange crush here. So for your 4-5 seed, this is interesting this as is well. This is a <sighs> tough one. You got the all-white Miami Heats. And your classic home oiler jerseys. 
you have 72-year-olds living all over the country right now listening to this podcast because that's our demographic. That's our, demog- <laughs> that's our demographic. For this segment, it is. And my God, are they going. I've never seen Bob Greasy thrown a ball further. It's got to be those uniforms. Unbelievable. Um, I told you an upset was coming, and I meant it. The Oilers <clears throat> have the better uni than these all-whites. Oh, I'm my sorry. goodness. I'm sorry. When I looked at these, all the just, – just, I can't unsee Earl Campbell. Do you know, remember the play I'm talking about when his jersey just literally ripped gets off. ripped off of him? I just can't unsee it. It just resonates in my brain. I, I got to go with the Oilers, man. Them, it's the red with the powder blue. It just, 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 ah, it just screams classic NFL to me. Look, there's no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer there. No. But for my preference. You, you're an all-white guy. I have to go with Dade County. Yeah, you're an all-white guy. The cla- I, I'm an all-white guy. I know. Um, I just... The Dolphins, all whites. It's clean. I can't, again. Name a better accent combo. You can't. Than teal and orange. You can't. The Miami. white background, you can't. With the old school dolphin on the helmet. The old school, not the new crap. No, the old school dolphin on the helmet. That's the joint. The one with the, he's wearing a helmet. I know. He He should be. Because it looks better. It looks better, and dolphins are smart. They know what to wear. They know exactly. They know that you should play, you know, be safe, and, you know, we encourage that as well. Safety. <clears throat> Trojan man. Not a sponsor. Uh, the 2-7 seed. So this is the final This is a difficult of the first one. Round. This is a difficult one. Oh, Falcon, please. Falcons rim. Maybe I'm just saying. Those so this ra- is tough for you. Those Rams unis are phenomenal. So the Falcons They're so classically clean. They're so clean. I'm still going Falcons. You don't have to. I am because I really believe that they're better because I freaking love the big red the big red letters with the helmet. I think it's sexy. But I am a huge fan of those. It could have been if if, if you had swapped the eight and the seven seed, I would have no problem with this one. But man, do I just love those classic LA Ram Eric Dickerson uh, jerseys, man, but but you got the we got to have the Falcons moving on though. Obviously, I have the Falcons Obvi- moving for, on. for obvious reasons. So back at the top, I have Chargers Orange Crush. Benny has Chargers Kelly Green. Again, I want to go with the upset. I do, I do. Let's face it though, the powder blues are just too damn clean. I, I, but I, are you saying that because it's the consensus? No, I'm pick saying that and everybody loves the powder blue. Because I really, I love the powder blue. Because you, you were repping the orange. I, and I love him, but I think I really do think that the Chargers eke it out a little. It's that powder. It's the classic one, it, with the straight bolt on the white pants and the big, the big lettering with the number on the side of the helmet. I just think, just again, screams classic. I think it matches the city real well, and though I do love those Orange Crush unis, and mind you, I do, I got to give it to the Powder Blues. I just, I just got to. There's no greater decal in all of football than the San Diego Bolt. Wow. That's a statement. Uh, especially with use of the pants. I think, and on the jersey. Mm-hmm. Helmet's different. I'm not going to say helmet, but I'm talking about on the pants and jersey, there's no greater decal. I agree. Yeah, I can agree. So I understand yep. why you said that. Yep. And I think that's the difference exactly. between them and the Broncos. Because the Kelly Greens crush. and the Orange Crush mean. 
So, I have Chargers Eagles. <sighs> you going with the upset? It oh. might as well be 06 in the final four, wow. baby. Wow. Because it's an upset. It's an upset. The Kelly Greens moving the, on to the championship. The Randall You love to see it. Cunningham. You love to see it. Wintergreen. The, the vibrant <sighs> Eagles uniform. Gun to my head. And you know what the difference is? For some reason, Gabriel, I do not like the numbers on the helmet. That's fair. Never been a fan of it. I have been a fan. I love that. I've always liked that. Fair enough. What I, I understand will say about the Kelly Greens for me that makes them. It's the silver wings that lead to the silver face mask. Kills it. Yeah. Kills it. It's just the clean I would argue the cleanest uniform. It's up there. Um ever. So I actually am going upset. to go with the upset with and the choose upset. the Eagles yeah. to move on to the semis. Oh, my goodness now, gracious. Gabriel has the Oilers going against the Falcons. I do. I do indeed. This was the toughest one for me because I love both of these unis a lot. And I just I went all chalk with this one. I really did. I got to go with the Falcons, though. I really do. And it was tough, but by a, by a, by a, by an expletive hair, this <laughs> is, by an expletive hair, it's the Falcons who come away with it. And it, it's what we mentioned earlier. It's the little accent marks that it's the red belt. It's the, it's the black Falcon logo on the shoulder pads. It's the black we, which face Which we forgot mask. to mention. Yeah, it's the black face mask for me. And you know what? And, and like you said, it's the white cleats. I think it just, just a few little accent marks here and there that take it over the top. But God, those Oilers. Someone else needs to come up with a powder blue red concept. Because God, is it sexy. But you got all chalk in my finals. We got the one versus two. Gotcha. I have the Dolphins Falcons. Four seed against the two seed. And uh, while these are both the away uniforms. The, the, it's the away matchup. And I would argue the two best away uniforms of all time. I don't think there's an argument there. Marcus is going to have to be a little upset with me. In his chair, no less. In his chair. Un I will have to go against Dade County. You scumbag. And choose <laughs> the Deion Sanders joints. And again, I can't argue and with And Gabe that. already summed it up beautifully, so. Um, uh, same for you. It's a little accent marks. It's the accent marks. Mm -hmm. Here's my art. Okay. Here's, the, here's how you figure out the tiebreaker. It's a cool September day, mm -hmm. week one mm -hmm. of the NFL, back in 1989. Kickoff is just about to begin. And you see the players lining up for formation all on the line oh. <laughs> in a beautiful picture. Atlanta sun. Beautiful day. 70 degrees. Shining. Nice breeze. Beautiful. What jersey 
looks the sexiest in the sun glistening. And I I would have to say it's the Falcons. It's a red helmet. So let's move on to the semis. I got no finals. Oh, the finals. Oh, excuse me. This is finals. The finals. We're all the way there, baby. So what do you have, Gabriel? I went all chalk. I'm sorry to disappoint those with no Cinderella story. I wanted to. I'm usually that guy, but today I got to go all chalk. And you know what? This might be considered an upset based on seeding. I mentioned why. I think you're going to be happy. Maybe you'll have the same pick. I don't know. But the Falcons, the away Falcons have the best unis in NFL history. 100%. And again, it's the accent marks of the unit. It's not the home. That's what I'm saying. The home is okay. And, and people love the classic black, you know what the I'm saying? The black helmet with the black jersey. I do love that, but so many teams have black. So many teams have that. But you got, it's, it's like you said, I think you have the two best helmets with Denver and Atlanta. I think these are the two best really? helmets in NFL history. I think they're so clean, so well done. It's just perfect. Absolutely perfect. Down to the, even the chin strap. It's perfect. That's what separates these two uniforms for me. I love the helmet of Atlanta better than I do the Chargers. I think the accent marks here and there. It's the red belt. It's the black decal. It's the triple stripe. It's not the touch. It's not the continuous street. You know what I mean? It's the red, some white, thin black, some white, some red on the collar and on the shoulders. Breaks it up a little bit. It's that thin black outline on the big black numbers. And like you said, it just scre- I can't see this uniform without immediately thinking of a highlight. Immediately. Second I see this uniform, I'm like, punt return. Deion, Deion Sanders, Sanders rookie year. Punt return. Deion Sanders rookie year. And why they didn't keep these, I don't know why. Nope. Atlanta now, now has the worst uniforms in the league. Really? They're so... What is this fading from black to red bull that they got going? It looks like Friday Night Freaking Lights. Looks over like the Jags. Yeah, over the Jags. I think second place would probably be the Jets. Jets uniforms are terrible. Only thing that saves them are those black ones. The black Jets uniforms look great, but I mean, every team looks good when you put on... Everybody looks good in all black. It's so funny. The Jets could have such a great uniform. I don't know why they ever went away from their classics. The all white jet, uh, the all white jets. Oh yeah. Why they ever went away with those? Those are classic. Yeah. Because they suck. They always suck. Hey, I think they could have a much better uniform. It's green um, and white. I hate the the black. logo. The logo. It's stupid. So basic. So basic. Add a little rocket ship in there. Something. A, a flying jet. Anything. You could make it You're so the sexy. New York Jets. Yeah. And that's the best you get. And it sucks because across the pond, the Giants have some of the cleanest uniforms in the league. Yeah, I would argue the Texans have one of the worst. Because they've kept them the same since 1999. Yeah. Man, they're disgusting. They're terrible. I, I, they're basic. The logo's horrible. Oh, it's just a... Like, look, look, looks like a... It looks like the cow got his jaw broken. It does. <laughs> the cow got his jaw broken. <laughs> Boo! Because one side bended out. Perfect! <laughs> What are we going to do? Well, we'll take a Navy helmet. We'll put it on top of a Navy jersey and some Navy socks. What about the pants? Eh, white or some Navy. I don't know. So to finish out, uh, there's no surprise. No surprises here. 
I will choose as well. The and this wasn't planned, by the way. No, not at all. Wasn't planned. Not you. at all. This was I actually w- very difficult for me to choose. <laughs> I will choose the Falcons. Absolutely. From eighty-seven to eighty-nine, the best uniform in of NFL all history. Time. NFL history, one hundred percent. So that will do it for this special episode. Of what up those probably sports? Our be- probably our best one yet, if you ask me. One of, of our best. The air smells a little bit different. The vibes a little different. You know, watch this one blow up. Watch this one blow. I saw that uh that uniform bracket you guys did. Unbelievable. Hey, is it usually only you two, or is there like a what? Well, why? I mean, I have two spots available on my nationally broadcasted NFL uniform podcast uh, where we go uniform by uniform day to day and we talk about this. And I need two people. (sighs) (laughs) We're leaving for the (laughs) (laughs) next So, uh, Uh, Marcus, (laughs) you uh, trademarked the logo yet? No. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Well, you're happy about that? No. Well, yeah, now, but no. Uh, You know what? Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. We have a we have a lot to talk about. We're going to Hollywood. We are, not you. <laughs> Kidding. Love you, Marcus. All right, anyways. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Continue support. to view. One video went over a thousand. I can't believe that. I know it's not a huge mark, but you know, but God, it's a start. We, we are we are gaining traction. Love it. Love um, to see it. Thank you guys so much for supporting. We will keep on getting better. I am posting more clips now. It's going to be all on YouTube. We got hot takes coming as well. So, oh, my goodness. Some Russell Gracious. Wilson talk. Drew Brees. AI, all-time ranking. AI Dwayne Wade. I know you guys saw the Tim Duncan Kobe one. If you haven't, on the page right now, like, share, subscribe. All that social networking jazz. We thank every single one of you. It's going to be me and Ben next week one more time for March Madness brackets on brackets on brackets next week. I'm so excited for this one. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Like, share, subscribe, all of that. We're laying the wood every week again. It's the What Up Do Sports and Entertainment Podcast. Peace.